Welcome to the show. This is Chris to Chris. Comedy advice to fix your life. I'm your host, Chris. Joined in the studio today by the one, the only, the solo, the uno. Mr. Mike, our audio engineer, is in the building, the very same building that I am in, in very close proximity to me, within uh, social distancing regulations. Michael, go ahead and say hi. <coughs> hi. Very wordy as usual. Thank you, Mike, for that uh, awesome intro. We also have our best friend in the whole wide world, standing in the corner on standby. Feeling a little more vocal these days. Dell, why don't you let the folks at home know you are real? I'm definitely a real person in the room. Thank you very much, Dell. You guys might know me mostly from this show, Chris to Chris. It's a comedy podcast. We have new episodes every single Friday. Anywhere podcasts are sold for free. We are there for you. We're on Stitcher. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. We're on our website, upandloaded.com. That's U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D.com. You can download the episode. You can stream it. You can download it to your friend's phone, your mom's phone. You know, spread the word. We, we want this show to get to 8 billion people. So, you know, uh, that means we have to get 8 billion people on planet Earth. So, you know, have fun while you're doing it. You know what I'm saying? Wink, wink, wink. Have fun and uh, spread the show around so we can get 8 billion people listening to the show. Even though that's a crazy idea if you think about it. I, I don't want to say that this early into the show, but it is a crazy idea because of the 7 point something billion people on planet Earth, a lot of them are maniacs, like violent maniacs. But we did set that goal for 8 billion people listening. And, you know, I know I understand that many of them don't speak English, uh, don't speak any language at all. It's going to be difficult, but that's the goal. And as you know, you can't change your goals. You can't change your goals. Once you've uh, created a goal, you have to accomplish it. That's the rule. Anyway, uh, let's get the show started. Uh, we have a great show for y'all this week. We're going to be talking about the Xbox Series S and the X, for that matter. We're going to talk about uh, some fires. They're going on. I don't know if you know this, but uh, the entire western side of the United States is just burning right now. Uh, we're going to talk about Mr. President Donnie J. Trump, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, listener questions, a lot more. It's going to be a fun show. We're recording this at... 10 minutes to 10 p.m. That's uh, 2,200 for you uh, military brats and uh, people that live in countries that use military time. I guess you don't call it military time. You just call it the time. I, I use military time for my job, so I know all the hours. I know all of them. You can't trick me with your 24-hour uh, uh, clock. Anyway, uh, let's, let's, let's do this thing. I, I, I've lost a lot of my spit already, my saliva. I have I, come to the conclusion that I have a sunflower seed problem. I've been snacking on sunflower seeds a lot lately, and I don't know if you know this, but they are just caked in salt. And I don't know if the nutrition facts assume that you eat the shell, but I'm going to read this to you. This is from uh, David, David, America, it's just, the, the brand is just called David, David, America's favorite seed brand. This is just the original salted and roasted sunflower seeds. So for the uh, serving size of a fourth of a fourth of a cup, 30 kernels, and I guarantee you I ate more than that, jeez. Uh, the sodium amount for your day, your daily sodium amount for 30 kernels, 30 sunflower seeds, is 2,560 milligrams of sodium, which is 111% of your daily sodium intake. Now, granted, I didn't eat the seeds, so I'm sure I didn't get that full amount, but if you're eating a whole bag, which, by the way, they show here the nutrition facts for that as well, they're saying, like, you might just eat the whole bag, motherfucker. So that is 277% of your salt intake for the day. So you've just eaten almost three days' worth of sodium. By the way, that's 6,360 6, milligrams of salt, if you're interested in eating an entire bag of David sunflower seeds. That, that wasn't planned. I wasn't planning to talk about the show, but, you know, uh, why not? Why not? I figured uh, that's your bonus trivia. You can go uh, tell that to your friends on uh, this lovely Friday that you are definitely listening to this on. Or whatever day you're listening to this on. Spread the word. That's what I'm trying to say. Let's get the show started. I mentioned uh, a few minutes ago that California is on fire. Not just California. The entire Pacific Northwest as well. You got Oregon, Washington. We're, we're all just burning up. A couple days ago, you might have saw uh, trending that San Francisco looked like uh, Blade Runner 2049. Just completely orange. The sky is orange. Same with Oregon. 
I saw a picture actually where Oregon's sky just looked really red. It looked like a uh, sci-fi movie from the like the 80s. So yeah, things are things are not good. Things are not good. Air quality is not good. People are losing their homes. And you know, people are blaming left and right. What is the cause of it? Is it is it uh, global warming? Is it because we've built homes in places that we're not supposed to be building homes? So I was reading about that. Apparently, the reason that California uh, wildfires are getting worse is because we've been putting them out. You know, historically speaking, before man started uh, putting homes in forests and whatnot, uh, fires would just be a regular thing. You know, in the summer, whatever. Uh, forests burn, right? That's just something they do. It's the circle of life. Forests burn, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm about to try to explain the science of this, but from what I gather, you know, uh, trees. Because we have firemen and firewomen and fire people, prisoners, <laughs> we have prisoners doing it. Uh, I don't know if you know that, but uh, prison labor, we have prison prison labor firefighters. Uh, because we have all these people uh, putting out fires in the summer, we're, we're kind of disrupting nature and the trees are not uh, burning up like they should. So we just have a bunch of dead brush or, or, you know, like dry-ass trees is what I'm trying to say. So it's pretty much perfect kindle wood for for starting giant fires. And uh, that's not the only reason. Apparently, uh, gender reveals are also the uh, new big cause of giant fires. Huge fire started in uh, my county on Saturday because of uh, one of these gender reveal parties. Somebody thought it would be a really good idea to reveal the gender of a baby with explosives, uh, pyrotechnics, if you will. And this is, uh, of course, in an area with a ton of very dry-ass trees in California during 115-degree Fahrenheit weather. And if you're not familiar with it, like I said, uh, uh, this was pyrotechnics. A lot of people have been using pyrotechnics to make blue and pink explosives or explosions to, uh, to reveal the gender of a baby and people have actually been getting killed not just people at the parties but just bystanders uh, neighbors and whatnot have been getting killed from a gender reveal party which is of course awful so because of this one guy in particular as of the recording of this podcast more than like 13 13,000 acres are on fire and people are losing their homes and uh lots of animals are dying and uh whatnot you know it's a bad it's a bad thing it's it's, it's a it's a bad thing it's embarrassing how do you apologize for that well gosh guys i really stepped in it this time yeah you know what i definitely won't do that again you're darn right you won't you might be in prison but you know as long as he apologizes i'm sure everybody's gonna understand right like yeah it's okay you know these things happen these things happen you wanted to you wanted to make a pink explosion you wanted to make a blue explosion we get it. We get it. My life, my life's work, my home, my childhood home. I was going to pass it on to my children, but you you know, you you wanted to you wanted to blow shit up for that baby's gender party. Anyway, uh let let's move on. It's just the tip of the week. So, last week I told a story that happened during my 8th grade English class. This week I want to change things up a bit by telling a story that happened during my 8th grade English class. Now, if you missed last week's episode, I recommend that you, you know, just stop ex- whatever you're doing right now, except for listening to this podcast. Whatever, you know, if you're cleaning something, driving, whatever, just stop what you're doing and listen to last week's episode right now. Actually, Mike, Mike, pay attention. Do me a favor and edit in like 59 minutes of silence so that people have a chance to listen to this entire episode. While they're also listening to this one, I don't know. Mike, are you are you, are you listening? <sighs> anyway, uh, we we've got a, a lot of ground to cover here, so we, we got to keep up the pace. So if you still have not, if you, if you made the 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 unwise decision to not listen to last week's episode, let me just uh, catch you up real quick. My eighth grade English teacher, we're calling her Mrs. Blondie for the sake of the show and legal purposes. And, you know, she was really horny for her husband. Uh, that last part isn't relevant to this story. It's relevant to the last story, I think. I, I can't remember. Uh, point is, she was our eighth grade English teacher. She was blonde. That's the gist of it. So, uh, in this class, we we had to fill out a journal, 
like every single week, at least one journal, it might have been like one to three, I can't remember, but for the sake of the story, we're just going to say we had to fill out one journal, and we had to write like five or six pages per week. And writing was one of my strengths in school, I think, you know, that's that's the way I choose to remember it. But I didn't really feel like writing a, a five-page five journal of eighth-grade nonsense every single week, right? And, you know, I, I'm actually more surprised that Mrs. Blondie was interested in reading, I don't know how many students she had, but we weren't the only English class she had, she was doing that with, but we'll just say dozens and dozens of eighth grade thoughts on a weekly basis. That, that couldn't have been entertaining or, or thought provoking, right? I, I assume, but you know, maybe she got some good gossip out of those journals, you know, parent divorces, middle school sex. I don't know. I don't know. Were, were middle schoolers having sex? Actually, well, there's a whole story on that for another time. Uh, so for me, five pages was just too much, right? I had more important things to do in eighth grade, like play uh, Nintendo 64 and watch uh, TGIF on Friday. Boy Meets World, anyone? Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, anyone? Anyone? So, you know, my journals got uh, weird. We'll just say they got weird. I, I don't think I ever really talked about anything, anything. <laughs> I don't know, it was very, I was going to say Seinfeldish, but I, I really can't remember. It was very, I just remember it being a lot of abstract existential thoughts for a 13-year-old. But uh, most of all, what I do remember is just filling a lot of pages full of ellipses. Dot, 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 dot. Dot, 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 I put in tons of periods and uh, dots. Mostly just to take up space. You know, like when you say, uh, he was constipated, dot, dot, dot. He could not defecate, dot, dot, dot. I don't know why that was the example. But uh, yeah, I just, I just put in tons of dots constantly. Like I would literally just have like two or three lines of dots sometimes. And it worked like a charm. It worked like a charm. Actually, a uh, bonus tip of the week, real quick. This is important. This is important, especially if you are in college or even if you're in high school and you have to write papers. Bonus tip of the week. In college, my my major had us using the MLA format for essays in particular, which allowed you to use the Courier new font to write an essay. So if you're not familiar, uh, depending on your major, you had different uh, kinds of uh, formats you had to adhere to. Uh, my major allowed us... or required us to use the MLA format. And so with the MLA format, I think you could use like Times New Roman, Arial, but one of the fonts you could use was Courier New. Write this down, Courier New, C-O-U-R-I-E-R -E space New, N-E-W, okay? Courier New font. Folks, if you are not using Courier New to write an essay, you're fucking up. And uh, by the way, uh, I apologize in advance. I'm on a tight schedule tonight, so I'm going to be just moving and grooving, and I don't have time to uh, censor F-bombs. So, Mike, if I say anything uh, completely, completely uh, off-brand, out of character, uh, please just uh, implode the episode. Just burn it. Anyway, Courier New. You should be using it. If I was assigned a 10-page essay in college, I would write, like, maybe five or six pages in Times New Roman. That's how it started. So, you know, long enough to just make you really wish you weren't writing a, a long-ass essay. So I've written five or six pages. I'm like, oh, okay, jeez, that, that's a lot, right? That's a lot for somebody that just doesn't want to be doing this. And, <coughs> oh man, I'm telling you, these sunflower seeds are killing me. So I'd write, like, my, my sixth page. And at that point, I, I would stop. I would uh, select all, you know, just highlight everything and change the font from Times New Roman to Courier New. And I swear to you, it would add an extra two to three pages every single time. So I went from six pages to eight and a half, nine pages. Whoa, I only have to write one more page. Do it, do it. It's a great little mental trick and it's a great actual trick. Because they can't do anything about it. The only way they can get around it, and I never actually had a professor that did it, 
but the only way they can get around it is uh, giving you a word count requirement. But that would require their ass to actually count the words. Unless, of course, you had to give them a digital copy, in which case you are screwed. Anyway, eighth grade. My, my journals, uh, I think I said they were weird. Uh, well, we'll call them unique for the sake of my ego. At the end of the year, Mrs. Blondie gave out awards. And I think I got, like, most creative journals or something like that. And around the same time, Mrs. Blondie tells the class that she's going to make a book out of our journals. You know, not like this hard copy, soft copy, or, you know, hardcover, whatever. Nothing like that. It's just going to be a bunch of printed uh, printed works. I think she gave them to us in a binder. And, you know, we all had to pick our, our favorite pieces and type it up and send the digital copy to her. And I actually got really excited about this. I was, I was, I was about to have my eighth grade literature immortalized for the entire eighth grade class you know for the for the rest of time my eighth grade class would be going back to read my story so i went home and i typed up one of my best journals but i didn't stop there right i i I had just won the most creative award so i felt like i had to live up to that title so you know in all my wisdom i decided that my entry would be even better if I added music and sound effects to it. So I spent hours and hours just trying to find the perfect sounds for my journal entry. You know, you'd go to this page, you'd, you'd uh, click the little sound icon, you'd hear this, you know, you'd hear this music while you're reading this, that sort of thing. And when I was finally done, I felt proud of myself. I saved it to a floppy disk or whatever we used back in the, 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 the dinosaur days. And I brought it over to Mrs. Blondie's class. A few weeks later, Mrs. Blondie hands us all a copy of the book. And I immediately felt like the dumbest motherfucker alive. I gave this woman a file, a document full of sound effects for a book that was printed on paper. And the thing is, it's not like I didn't know ahead of time that this was going to be printed on paper. It was the year 2000, and we were talking about a book. We were all on the same page before this shit started. There was no talk of, hey, this is going to be on a Kindle or whatever. I don't even think Kindles can play sound, right? When you're reading a book, I don't think a a Kindle is playing you sound effects. So it wasn't like I didn't understand. So my entry was printed along with the speaker icon that you were supposed to click to hear my sound effects. But, you know, the speaker doesn't actually work when it's printed on paper for some reason. So this week's tip is to just stop, think, and use your brain before you embarrass yourself in front of your 8th grade peers. Let's move on. You know what? I'm supposed to say let's move on to Video Game Corner. But the music is now behind us. I feel like uh, I feel like I lost it. Mike, can we just like play the sound effect over again? No? Okay. Well, all right, let's get into it. Uh, the Xbox Series S has officially been unofficially revealed by some guy named Brad, Brad Sams. He tweeted out a picture of it with an estimated retail price of $299. If you are uh, using your brain, that means $300. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, this is the the Xbox Series S is the cheaper version of Microsoft's next gen Xbox. You know, they already uh, announced and showed off the Xbox Series X, and for the longest time, this was rumored. They were calling it the Lockhart in the rumor mill, but uh, now it's a now it was leaked. It, and the reason this uh, system is cheaper than the Xbox Series X is because it's less powerful, but it's still plays all the same games. Kind of like how the Switch is more powerful when it's docked to the TV, but when you play it in handheld mode, it's less powerful. So, uh, it's a, it, it, it was leaked. It was leaked. And uh, Microsoft, up, to, up until this point, had been pretending it wasn't real. But I want to talk about the shape of this thing real quick. The Xbox Series X, the more powerful one, it's shaped like a big rectangular c- uh, cube, kind of like a, a small PC tower. But the Series S, though... It's shaped like a, a, a rectangular, a rectangular ass rectangle console. 
uh, just like the Xbox One S. It's just shaped like a rectangle, block, right? Industrial design. But the exception here, that what makes this different than the Xbox One S is that it has this big black vent. So I, I should mention that the console is white with this big circular black vent on top of it. It really stands out, like in a bad way, because the console, like I said, is white. I think they're going for like a, a contrasting look to it, but it uh, looks like people were comparing it to a hot plate or a speaker. It just looks weird. It looks very odd. Uh, but you can see why they did it, because it it's per they, they don't want another Red Ring of Death situation on their hands. They don't want uh, millions of consoles just breaking. So they said, you know what? It's going to be ugly, but uh, it's going to work. At least that's what I'm assuming. Do you remember Donkey Kong Country? Yeah, 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 Dale. I, I, I remember Donkey Kong. Uh, that was the, the first game I got for Christmas for our Super Nintendo. But, you know, we're talking about something else this week, Dale. Uh, anyway, uh, this new Xbox, it's, it's kind of ugly, like I said. But, you know, it's $300, which I think is a good entry point for next-gen consoles. So, uh, I think it's a good trade-off. Ugly console good price and for the longest time the, these rumors the rumors of these the cost of these things was insane but we'll get into that more in a second uh sony as of the recording of this episode they still haven't announced the playstation 5 price i don't think they're going to go as low as 300 dollars for the uh digital edition of the ps5 that's the one with no disc drive actually uh the xbox series s doesn't have a disc drive either so I think they I think they really have the edge on Sony there. Uh, but, you know, not long after this whole thing was leaked, Microsoft just went ahead and confirmed, yeah, it's real. They, they went all Harrison Ford in uh, The Force Awakens. They said, it's real. All of it, kid. Kill me. Kill me. Uh, is that what he said? Did Harrison, Mike, did Harrison Ford say, kill me to, uh, what is his name? Darth, Darth Vader, uh, Darth Vader Light? I can't remember that kid's name calling him a kid like he doesn't have the the deepest ass voice Whew, i don't know where we're going with this uh microsoft also confirmed like a day or two later that the xbox series x is going to be 500 dollars. so you have the series s the less powerful one at 300 dollars. series x is 500 dollars. supposedly the rumor is that they're losing money on both they're actually losing more money on the cheaper one but that's the way it goes with uh, microsoft and sony they lose money out the gate. Except, I, I don't think they really lost money on the Xbox One and the PS4. They lost so much money at the launch of, uh, especially Sony. They lost so much money with the PlayStation 3. And I think Microsoft was losing money initially on the Xbox 360. The, the idea was to get the hardware to you and then, then make up for the loss of... Uh, like they wanted to get it to you at an affordable price and make up for the, uh, the loss of dollars through game sales. Didn't work out as well for Sony. Anyway, I don't know. Like I said, uh, there's no disk drive on the uh, Series S, and uh, it's digital only. And I don't know what else to say about it. Congratulations. Oh, it, it launches on, I think, November 10th. They just went all out. They said, you know what? Here's the price. For the longest time, they were playing chicken with Sony on who was going to announce the price first. Microsoft, their hand was forced. They said after the fact, oh, we were going to tell you guys next week, promise. But uh, now they had to, so... Congratulations to everybody that was looking forward to that. Oh, and uh, Nintendo randomly announced a uh, prequel to uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild on Tuesday for the Switch. It's another hack and slash, like, Musu. I think that's what they're called, what they're called a Musu uh, spinoff game. But this one tells the story of what happened uh, before the events of Breath of the Wild. It takes place 100 years prior. Comes out in November as well. I can't remember what day exactly, but November's a big month, apparently. Anyway, that's been your Video Game Corner. I hope you enjoyed it. Now, uh, normally, we would play a voicemail right about now, but uh, everyone was just too sad to leave one this week. I think uh, I think uh, the events of last week just kind of uh, crushed uh, most of you. So, uh, Del, why don't you go ahead and let the listeners know how they can get in contact with us? Leave us a message. Call 909-486-3673 and talk to us with your mouth. Thanks, Dell. Uh, did you guys see that Trump is making the, the, the news rounds for saying something outrageous? I know it's crazy, right? Never happened before. 
this <laughs> this dumbass. He went out. He went and aired. He went and aired his dirtiest of dirty laundry to the the guy that broke Watergate. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Woodward. Jeez, I should know this. I should know this. Bob Woodward, right? I think that's his name. And uh, I think I think he actually wrote another book about Trump a year or two ago. And it wasn't kind to Trump. And Trump ended up talking to him again. Like Trump just, he, he just can't help himself. Can't help himself. So, you know, uh, Woodward, he has all the the recordings of his phone calls with Trump. And, you know, Trump's on these recordings just downplaying the virus or saying that he downplays the virus publicly, saying it's worse than he he says it is. He says to Woodward, yeah, it kills five times more people than the flu. You know, the whole nine yards. But, you know, anyway, just just consider it forgotten by the base, Trump. The The recordings are fake news anyway. People misunderstood, out of context. Uh, liberal snowflake something, something, something. Anyway, uh, let's move on to the news. Speaking of Trump, uh, nothing nothing weird happened, okay? Well, let's get, get that out of the way. Nothing weird happened this week. So we're going to talk about Trump where uh, something weird happens every day. So you guys probably heard about this by now. Uh, the Atlantic put out a story. Uh, it was called Trump. Americans who died in war are losers and suckers. And, you know, it was about Trump not visiting or... Uh, yeah, I think it was about him not... Vi- <laughs> I'm giving you a really good news story. I think it was about this. As if I couldn't uh, uh, be asked to uh, <laughs> give you some details on the news. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it was about Trump not visiting a, a military uh, cemetery. Something about him blaming it on rain, weather, blah, blah, blah. But the story, I think, alleges that... I'm saying, I think the story... I, I really should have been more prepared for this. Uh, you know what? Let's just uh, let's just talk like I know exactly what the story is. I'm going to talk with uh, with conviction, and I, I can be fact checked later. But uh, you know, I actually have part of the st- I have the story up. I, I, sh- I could just read it to you word for word. I'll read part of it to you. It says Trump rejected the idea of the visit because he feared his hair would become disheveled in the rain, and because he did not believe it important to honor American uh, American war dead according to four people with first-hand knowledge of the discussion that day. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Trump said in a conversation, why should I go to that cemetery? It's filled with losers. Excuse me. Uh, It says, in a separate conversation on the same trip, Trump referred to the more than 1,800 Marines who lost their lives at the Bellow Wood as suckers for getting killed. Now, this story is not hard to believe because of Trump's history of shitting on just about anybody. Anybody that pisses Trump off gets shit on. I'm not speaking properly today. I'm not speaking well at all. And I blame the sunflower seeds entirely. It is the sunflower seeds. But I, 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 I have a problem quitting them. I'm going to have to, you know, I, I got a bag. I just got to get through. I got one more bag, man. I got one more bag. After this last bag, I'm done. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's not hard to believe. It's not hard to believe that Trump would say something like that. But he's known for shitting on people. And one of those people is Mr. Jonathan McCain. John McCain. He called him, I think he called him a loser. Uh, He said uh, he prefers vets that don't get captured. You know, John McCain was infamous for, or not infamous, but he, he's well known for being a POW. He was captured. <laughs> and before the election, he said he prefers his vets that don't get captured. So, yeah, I mean, Trump, Trump, uh, Trump has a history, right? But the story has some suspect timing. We're going to dive deep into the uh, tinfoil hat zone here. The story came out a few hours after the Trump administration appointed this guy, Will Ruger, to be the next U.S. ambassador of Afghanistan. And he is the first ambassador to call for a complete withdrawal 
from Afghanistan, withdrawal of U.S. troops from Afghanistan. That's big. That's big. Uh, Trump ran as some as a uh, guy who said he wants to get us out of these uh, endless wars, right? He has not done that. He has not done that. But I believe there is a part of Trump that actually is for it. I was reading uh, just today that he's trying to, supposedly trying to get the troops home before Christmas or before the election, which would be crazy. Uh, and he even mentioned this during uh, like an uh, a. I don't know if it was the Rose Guard. I don't think it was the Rose Guard. But during a, an interview, like a Q&A, he even mentioned, yeah, uh, like he mentioned that there were uh, people like the Pentagon that, uh, or he was alluding to the Pentagon and uh, the, uh, just pretty much the military industrial complex, PMCs, private military companies, uh, that they don't, they, like he, I, I, I need to, maybe I need to channel an Alex Jones voice to sound like I know what the hell I'm talking about, but pretty much Trump was alluding that these people are the reason, like, they're not happy with him, and that's the reason this story came out. So, you know, uh, it definitely seems like it, like, if, if he's telling the truth, it would make sense that the story came out as a weapon against him to prevent him from getting out of Afghanistan because Trump is all about getting supporting the troops and whatnot, right? And to say that on the record with any like you know around anybody that could write a book about you, I think John Bolton was supposedly there and he said, no, he didn't say that. And John Bolton now hates Trump. So to say that, even for Trump, is foolish. It's foolish because that's his shtick. His shtick is about well, it's one of his shticks, I should say that. It's about, you know, getting military support. We love our military, blah, 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 blah. So Trump is saying that uh, he didn't say it. The people around him are saying that he didn't say it. But Trump's history is so shitty, it's not hard to picture him saying it, right? Like, oh, yeah, I could see Trump saying that. And I legitimately think that this whole thing could be bullshit. But because of years of Trump's a uh, fat mouth just running off. He might have screwed himself over with a lot of vets this time. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. All right, uh, let's move on. Uh, you know, before we move on to uh, listener questions, uh, you guys, <laughs> I noted this. Uh, you guys see that uh, YouTube video? It was like a year or so ago. About It was called uh, a video called Bel Air. It was essentially a trailer for the Fresh Prince of Bel Air if the show was a drama and honestly for a fan-made trailer it wasn't bad it wasn't bad at all but uh i remember when i saw it it frustrated me because uh fresh prince of bel-air is just one of the funniest sitcoms ever for me and many other people and this trailer bel-air it wasn't funny it wasn't bad but it wasn't funny it wasn't trying to be funny to be fair Anyway, on Tuesday, Mr. Uh, Will Smith himself announced that uh, Peacock, NBC's Peacock, is turning Bel Air into a real show. They've already ordered two seasons. So uh, NBC is really uh, banking on nostalgia with Peacock. They're, they're doing a Saved by the Bell sequel show, too. I saw a couple trailers for that. And if you rewatch the actual Saved by the Bell, if you watched it as a kid, you probably enjoyed it as a kid like I did. If you rewatch it as an adult, you realize that you were just watching trash. You were watching trash. Uh, the se sequel Saved by the Bell show, I wouldn't say it looks great, but it looks better. And, you know, they're bringing back uh, Slater, A.C. Slater, Zach Morris, and uh, uh, what's her face? Uh, A.C. Slater's girlfriend. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. Jesse, Jesse Spano. I had to sing that song in order to remember her name. Anyway, uh, they're back. I'm sure we'll get cameos from other people as well. But you know, uh, Screech, he pissed off the entire cast when he had that, uh, I think it was a ghost-written book that alleged all the cast members were sleeping with, with each other except for him. And all the cast members said, like, what is this? Like, this is bullshit. He later apologized for it, I think. Anyway, uh, yeah, Del, uh, what time is it? Chris to Chris presents Listen Question Time. Thank you, Del. Our first question comes from Ken. Ken asks, when would be the worst time to have explosive diarrhea? Ken, 
I've got to say that I think right now would be a really bad time to have explosive diarrhea. I, I really would not like that. So I'm definitely going to try to avoid it. Thank you for uh, keeping that on my mind. But other than right this very moment, I would say that the worst time for nuclear diarrhea would be when you are sitting in a spa with other people. Because, you know, even if you're in public, at least if you're wearing pants, shorts less so, but if you're wearing pants, you've got something blocking the action. At least for a little bit, right? But if you're in a spa, everything is pretty loosey-goosey down there. Whether it's swim trunks or a bikini, God help you if you're wearing a thong or a G-string for uh, French men. But, you know, if you're in the spa, everything's just kind of loose. And if the jets are on, that shit is going everywhere and it's going everywhere fast. So I'm going to stay in a spa with the jets on. Thank you, uh, Ken, for setting the tone of the listener questions this week. Appreciate it. Yuli asks, when will the CD copies of Chris to Chris be given out outside of my Walmart? That's a great question, Yuli. Uh, we are we're, we're trying to make Chris to Chris profitable by the third fiscal quarter of 2021. So giving out CDs for free would actually cause us to lose money. We're trying to get in the black. So we actually do give out CD copies of Chris to Chris in local Walmart parking lots, but you do have to buy some of our tamales from the back of my trunk. So every order of my my famous Toyota tamales comes with a genuine burned copy of the latest episode of Chris to Chris. So look out for us uh, at your local Walmart. Thanks for the question, Yilly. Devin asks, can you tell Yilly that I am happy to see that she asked a question this week? Devin, I think I could do that for you. <clears throat> Dear Yilly, last week you were absent from the show and it was noticed. Mike was devastated and I personally had to talk Dell down from the ledge. I personally was pretty bummed out about the whole thing myself, but it's clear to me now that nobody was sadder than Devin. But the only reason that we can experience joy is because we know what pain feels like. So, Yilly, I have been given the honor of letting you know that Devin is happy to see that you asked a question this week. Thank you both for your time. Ken asks, how do you feel about the rumors that Hayden Christensen might reprise his role as Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader? Please reply without referencing Hayden by name or mentioning Star Wars or any of the principal characters from that universe. Son of a bitch. <sighs> Thank you very much uh, for this question, Ken. I think I'd like to go back to discussing... <laughs> Explosive diarrhea. All right, I can do this. I can do this. How do I feel about this? Okay. Okay. Ken, listeners, I feel like this is a great idea. Why not? Why not? This guy, who I know from those space movies, and I, I saw him in another movie where he was a con artist of sorts. It was pretty good, I think. I think he lives in a farm now. Uh, that's what I last heard. I also heard that he actually did filming for the rise of... Uh, I think I can say this, right? No, I can't. Because the la the, I, for the last movie that just came out that was uh, panned, I think it's like at a 50-something percent critics on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, that last movie he supposedly actually did filming for. A lot of characters supposedly did filming for. They were supposed to show up at the end scene. You know what scene I'm talking about. 
but uh, like the climax scene, I should say. But for some reason, it was cut. That's the rumor. So how do I feel about him reprising his role? I think I think it could work. I don't know what he would be doing though, because spoilers, guys. If you haven't seen any of these movies, I can't even say this. But is this a frustrating answer to listen to? Because I can't say anything. I feel like I'm really tied down here. But somebody dies. I'd say it's the guy that we're talking about. He dies. Later voiced by, uh, I think I could say this, James Earl Jones, who is still alive. He's like in his 90s, I think, pretending to be a 16-year-old lion in uh, the Lion King remake. How old is Mufasa? How old is an adult lion that has children, generally speaking? Before they're killed by their younger brother? Scar is, Scar is his younger brother, I think, right? Older brother? I don't know. Why does Scar look so different from uh, James Earl Jones or uh, Mufasa? Why does he look so different? Maybe they have different fathers. I don't know. Uh, Ken, I feel, I feel okay about it. Given that I don't know much about it, I feel okay about it. I say we need more Hayden Christensen. Oh, I shit. I lose. I lose. I say I say we need a oh, I didn't say his full name, but you know I did I half lose. All right. Thanks for the question, Ken. It was very frustrating. I did not have fun. Uh Devin asks, "When will your book be finished?" It's a great question, Devin. Uh the book will be finished tomorrow, but I'm going to sit on it for like 3 to 12 months before I release it. Uh, thank you for the question. Uh, Yilly asks, what are your thoughts on Facebook gaming? Yilly, I completely forgot about Facebook gaming. I forgot it existed. For those that don't know, a few months ago, uh, Mike, or, uh, Facebook bought Mixer from Microsoft. That was their Twitch competitor. And Microsoft, like just a few months before that, maybe like, I don't know how long, maybe like six to 12 months ago, I just poached uh, the big Twitch streamer Ninja for like a $50 million deal for like five years exclusivity or something like that. And I guess he didn't bring in the the numbers that they needed for, for Mixer, so they sold it, and it has now been absorbed into Facebook gaming. They pretty much just bought a bunch of customers. That's my impression of it. There's probably a lot more to it, but that's what I gather. And now Ninja is back on Twitch. Actually, as of the recording of this episode, I was just scrolling through Twitter. I think I follow that, that, that fool on uh, Twitter just to keep up with the zeitgeist. And... There was like a 10-second little video just saying, he's back. So uh, I'm really I'm really glad that everything worked out for all these millionaires. I actually uh, I pulled up the Facebook gaming site before I started recording this episode. And at the top of the page, you know, they do like a highlight live video. Top of the page was uh, PUBG, Player un- Players Unknown Battle. Is it Players or Player? Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Mobile. It was the mobile version of PUBG being streamed. It's 2020, and there were 4,000 people watching a phone game with uh, low-quality PS2 graphics, and it was a blurry-ass stream with like a, a poor bitrate. You know what I'm saying? It looked pixely. And my favorite thing to do in the world of video games, is complain about microtransactions. I'm just not sure I'm compatible with the new world. Like, that didn't appeal to me. I was just like, oh, I, I, I was watching it. I had it on in the background. And these, I'm not saying these people were playing bad. They were playing this uh, worse version of this game very well. We'll say that. But uh, I didn't personally, I wasn't personally drawn to it. And, you know, just for comparison's sake, I pulled up Twitch right after, and the highlighted stream at the top of their page was Ninja playing Among Us with 66,000 viewers. Now, I should say that I think that PUBG mobile phone game with 4,000 viewers had the most viewers. I think they were highlighting the, the highest, the most popular stream at the moment. And I think Twitch was doing the same. So Ninja had 66,000 viewers, and Facebook Gaming had 4,000 viewers. You know, you know, granted, like, there was a bunch of other games with many more viewers just spread out over several other streams. So, uh, anyway, to, to answer your question, Yuli, I don't think that I like Facebook Gaming, but 
I also think that I am going to try to become the king of Facebook gaming. Mike, remind me to start streaming games on Facebook gaming soon. Thanks. Thanks for the question, Yelly. Devin asks, how many times an episode will you update us on the progress of your book? Well, Devin, uh, going by this episode, we are going to talk about the book about approximately two times per hour. When I finally release the book, though, I promise you I won't shut up about it. I might do a whole episode dedicated to it. I might just uh, say I mean, it might become like a regular tag at the end of the episode, the beginning of the episodes uh, going forward from that point on. Say, hey, don't forget to buy my book. Spend all this time writing it. I need you to buy it. We tr- we're trying to become profitable by quarter three, 2021. Thanks for the question, Devin. Uh, Ken asks, can I hire Mike to be the entertainment at my nephew's third birthday? Ken? Uh, well, I don't know how to tell you this, but the, the, the kind of entertainment Mike provides is not suitable for three-year-old birthday parties. I, I, I'm pretty sure we're actually doing Mike's intervention on uh, that day as well. But thank you for thinking of him. He, he does need all the charity he can get. Devin asks, Danny Elfman did a ton of soundtracks for Tim Burton. That he did. Uh, Why then didn't Tim Burton do any sight tracks for Oingo Boingo? Devin, uh, first I want to congratulate you. Google only has 426 instances of the word sight track on the entire internet. And we are about to turn that into 427 with this episode. Uh, to answer your question, though, uh, Tim Burton has only directed two music videos, according to Wikipedia, and they were both for the band The Killers. I do think he would have done an Oingo Boingo music video if they changed their name to The Killers and made completely different music. I watched I, I, I watched like the first half of both music videos, and I skimmed through the rest. They're not bad. Uh, the, the second one is particularly weird and creepy, but it was it felt more Tim Burton-y than the other one. It, you know, go watch them if you're, if you're interested in um, killing eight minutes of your life. Uh, Ken asks, thank you for the question, Devin. Ken asks, when will you be uh, doing a best of Chris to Chris? We actually kind of already did one. Uh, episode 11 was called, I think it was called the, the Premature Clip Show. And we did clips of our first 10 episodes. It was, a lo- it was a lovely time, but I guess that's technically not a best of Chris to Chris. So uh, maybe, you know what, I think we should do it. Maybe we'll, we'll keep one on standby. We'll, we'll record it ahead of time and just keep it on standby in case, I, you know, I try, to, uh, I, I try to do like a Schedule 1 or Schedule 2 narcotic on the night of a recording, and I'm just too out of it. I actually looked it up. Did you know <sighs> marijuana is considered a Schedule 1 narcotic, but cocaine and meth are Schedule 2? Uh, that, that, let's, let's get the tinfoil hats out again, because that sounds insane to me. That sounds insane to me. Anyway, uh, thank you very, very much for the questions, everyone. As always, you guys can ask us a question on our Facebook page at Up and Loaded, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D, on our Twitter, Up and Loaded. You can ask, ask us on our Instant Graham Cracker. You, you can ask us on our website. You can ask us on a plane, on a boat, with green eggs and ham. Ask us anywhere. I'm running out of spit again. Uh, let's wrap this show up with some poll results. Uh, last week we asked, what is the best 3D Mario game? Uh, two-thirds of you said it was Mario Sunshine. That was a big surprise because that game is historically very divisive. A third of you said Mario Odyssey. Great game. Can't, can't blame you. Mario 64 is a very popular game. Didn't get any votes. Um, you know, Mario Galaxy 1 and 2 as well. And Mario World, I'm not surprised it didn't get any votes. It's a good game, but I wouldn't put it as the best for anybody's poll. And, you know, uh, so two-thirds of you said Mario Sunshine. A third of you said Mario Odyssey. And about 90% of you were undecided. Please vote. Please vote. Pretend it's November and just vote. This week's poll asks, what sitcom needs a gritty reboot? Go ahead and, uh, well, you know what? We might put that on our Twitter. I don't know. Last time I put it on Facebook, uh, we might put this one on our Twitter. We'll see. Um, Dell. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook for your mom. Thank you very much, Dell. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on a podcasting app. It will help us. Uh, it'll help us with the algorithms and whatnot. We're, we're trying to. We're trying to get there. We're trying to boost our numbers. 
We need 8 billion listeners. So, uh, yeah, follow us for your mom. I'm not officially endorsing it, but Dell, he is. So, uh, guys, this has been episode 97 of Chris to Chris. Go ahead and do me a favor. Enjoy your weekend or else.